podcaster. I hardly know her. <laughs> uh, hey guys, my name is Megan Bryant, and this is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids. I'm a comedian, an improv trainer, and an award-winning author. As I've been going through life, I've learned how much I love to share my stories, listen to others share their stories, and find connections of cool people doing cool things all around me every day. This is a podcast where I'm going to be all over the board. Personal growth, professional strategies, and my perspective and experiences on a lot of different topics. So join me, Megan Bryant, and let's keep in mind that we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. So as I expected, uh, there ended up being kind of a big gap between when I last did an episode. And it's funny because, well, it's not funny, actually. It's quite the opposite. I really started getting in my head because in my intro, in my title um, to the podcast and in my career is that I'm a comedian, I'm an improv trainer, I'm an author, yada, yada, yada. And then... I realized like I am not really probably very funny at all on these podcasts Um, and it's challenging it's actually quite a bit harder than I would have anticipated to be funny when I'm just sitting by myself or sometimes when I'm just tooling around in my backyard um, during nap times or whatever to like be funny I find that the times that I want to record an episode or I've got something on my mind, it's just me like talking about how I'm processing things in life and not like I'm setting up jokes for you to be on the other end laughing, which for me, I'm like a really strategic, very um, specifically compartmentalized person in the way that I function. So I'm not always on and maybe I should always be on if I'm recording a podcast, but my intent with this podcast is to talk about the things that are important to me and the things that I perform about. So when I do comedy, it's important obviously in a performance set- setting to be funny and the reason things make people laugh is because of connection, right? So um There's been a few things that have put this into perspective just in the past week or so. Uh, I've had several improv workshops in the past week, four or five, uh, all with different types of groups. And one of them the other day was at the adoption agency where I serve on the board of directors and I try to volunteer my time and I work with them on some other projects here and there. And I was working with a group of adoptive hopefuls, parents Um, or people who are waiting to be parents because they cannot have children of their own. And that's a heavy topic. That's a heavy space to be in. And so with improv, we did this workshop where with Yes And, we, we talk about how to use that as an acceptance tool. And quite often in life when I'm using my skills within the space of humor and improv, it is to help me stay in a positive state of mind especially when things are difficult. And so that night, it was with a group of people. They probably knew each other a little bit because they come to these different group um, events uh, as sort of like a support group, just helping each other rally, being there for each other as they're waiting. They're in this waiting pool to hopefully be selected to someday have a baby of their own and become parents. And it is a dream of theirs that they hope to come true. And... And to bring them together 
and give them these really simple tools. We were playing a couple of, you know, different improv activities, one of them being super simple where we're just passing around the words zip, zap, zop, zip, zap, zop, one word at a time in that order on repeat. And you just make eye contact with someone and you point to them and you say your word and then they pass the next word and so on around in a circle. And it makes people come to an awareness, bring their attention into that space, be present in that moment. Very simple activity and sometimes there's still these moments where we kind of trip up or we drop our word or we accidentally say a duplicate, zip, zip, instead of zip, zap, zap. And, uh, and then what happens is even when we're not trying to be funny, giggling starts to happen. People smile, there's this release and a connection happens and it becomes uh, very quickly a space where we get to just be comfortable as ourselves. Of course, there's other more complicated um, activities that we do in our workshops together and it just really hit home again to me how important it is to have that release, to have something to smile about every day, to have some reason to laugh. And years ago, Back in like 2011, I got to speak at an event here in town um, where it was sort of styled as like mini TED Talks. It was called Ignite Boise. We had five minutes, you got 20 slides on a PowerPoint and some message that you wanted to share. And mine was about the health benefits of laughter. So of course I did some research on like what's actually behind the mate you know the importance of laughter and there's tons of research um i thought it was kind of silly the more i dove into it that i was like why do we need all this research like i already just know i feel better when i laugh uh than when i don't so like i don't need the science some people i guess want to prove it it's so weird that in my line of work i often find myself having to argue in favor of laughter and bringing people um, to the understanding that it is so critical to have that. And, um, and so I didn't do a podcast for like the past, I don't know, eight or nine days. Maybe it's been longer. I didn't even double check. Um, because I just started to really question myself and doubt myself and thought, well, why would people want to listen to this podcast if I'm not making them roll on the floor laughing? And... Um, And then I remembered too that like it's exhausting in my job to always be on. And I have to be on when I'm on stage or when I'm teaching a workshop and I put my all, I put all my energy, all of my effort into making it a great experience, into bringing laughs into the room. And it obviously must work. Somehow I uh, keep getting booked and I keep getting to perform and um, recently had a really cool honor of the, getting voted Boise Weekly's best local comedian. Now, didn't say funniest, uh, so I'm not sure exactly how to interpret that other than maybe it just means I'm the most persistent or I'm completely relentless in my quest to do this uh, job the rest of my life. Uh, but I can't always be on. And so... Hopefully there's moments where you smile or chuckle or whatever. I recognize, though, that this space of my podcasting world is is just a little different vibe. And as I start having guests, which I've got some fun interviews and stuff coming up, um, certainly it'll be a different dynamic at those points. Um, 
But for me, I'm really like structural about like why we need laughter and how to do laughter, and it's kind of a nerdy thing. Um, and uh, and and that's where I just sort of got hung up and got into self doubt. And so uh, I decided to just jump on and talk myself through that and recognize that. Um, no, this won't be for everybody. And if so, then really it's more of just like um, nuggets of motivation and things that I'm finding as I just navigate through life and my career and all that stuff. When I mentioned being on all the time, um, it feels like that comes up a lot in my life. Um, when I'm in a group setting or with friends or with whatever, like a lot of times I kind of naturally just go into performer mode and life of the party and definitely make people laugh uh, pretty much wherever I go, just instinctively. And I went on a date several months ago, a blind date, uh, and I didn't even know his name. He didn't know mine. It was good old fashioned, like our mutual friend who set us up told us where to meet, at what time. I sent her a picture of the shirt and scarf I was wearing and she sent that to him. And so we had no way to Facebook stock or do any anything ahead of time. There was nothing but like that excitement and intrigue and a totally new experience. Neither of us had ever been on a blind date. And, <laughs> and he walked in actually I was waiting I got there first I was waiting at the restaurant and couldn't find a seat we were just going to meet in like the bar area I could not find a seat anywhere and so I was kind of just waiting in the little um, entryway situation and first this other guy comes in this guy comes in and he's wearing a blazer and like a like looks really nice like salt and pepper hair and handsome fella and very dapper and then I was like oh, this can't be him, right? And I'm like, he seems super nice, but like, this can't be the one that my friend would set me up. And then he keeps walking by, so he it wasn't him. And then a few minutes later, like this burst of energy, just confidence and just a really different presence than I've been around in a long time. He comes walking in and... He looks right at me and he's like, hey, are you friends with Jenny? And I was like, yes, I am, with a big smile on her face. I was like, cool, cool. So then, you know, we tried to find a space, we couldn't find anywhere. We go to the next stop, totally packed. Walk around again, find a third restaurant in this little uh, <clears throat> area that we were, we were tooling around. And, um, and he asks me, he starts asking me questions about what I do and we were talking a little bit and he didn't remember my name even a few minutes later. And, uh, and it was whatever that later became part of a fun story. But he goes, uh, so you're a comedian. Like, do, do you feel like you always have to be on? And no, I guess no one's really ever asked me that before. Or I never registered if they had. Because I didn't know exactly what to say right in that moment. And, and I actually thought, oh, yeah, I do. Like the handful of dates I've been on since I've been divorced... I've had to be the one that carries the conversation. And I think it's either expected or I don't know. Obviously it was because those guys were not the right match for me um, because I did feel like I had to be on. I had to like prove that it was worth them giving me their time and kind of this weird subconscious thing I think I had going on. 
And so it was really refreshing for this guy to say, um, to actually call attention to it. And then for the rest of that night, we talked just, you know, a couple hours, parted ways. Um, and he did a lot of the talking and I did a lot of the listening and a lot of the smiling and it was awesome. It was a really cool change of pace to recognize that what I needed to be looking for in my life was someone who didn't expect me to be on all the time and in fact encouraged me to not to like just chill and it was a pretty pivotal moment for me um so that's where I'm going to leave this episode at it's kind of short just a little uh, nugget to kind of get myself back into this mode I'm gearing up for a long weekend of shows six shows at my local club uh, starting tonight and so um, hopefully I'll have some fun things to report back um, as far as actual comedy related things uh, beyond just the, those observations of like sometimes we overcomplicate comedy and performances and performances and whatever else and these expectations uh certainly that I've set on myself as a performer and a content creator um and so yeah I hope that you're enjoying this and if not like whatever okay (laughs) I guess I feel silly I keep saying that if you're still listening obviously you must like what you're getting so um thanks for tuning in um, I feel good being back, uh, back in action and I'm really excited and very, very, very nervous about my shows, uh, cause it is a very heavy responsibility to actually deliver and make people laugh. And so I'm excited and nervous and looking forward to, um, reporting back on how the weekend of comedy, uh, starts coming together. Um, and so stay, stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. Follow all my shenanigans at meetmeganbryant.com. And remember, we don't have to be a big deal to do big things.